Why, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Corner Podcast, the show where I bring on guests from all different backgrounds to talk all the things mental health. I'm your host, Harry Pavan, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Lexi Silverstein. Lexi is a fashion marketer, a blogger, and a podcast host who uses her social media platforms to focus on the real, such as her flaws, struggles, and insecurities. She also concentrates on super important topics such as sustainable fashion and fashion therapy. Lexi was so much fun to talk to, and I want to thank her again for coming on and having this discussion with me. Before we get started here, I just wanted to say Happy Father's Day to all the dads, single parents, brothers, pet parents, whatever you are. Thank you for doing the work that you do and for helping shape the future generations. Uh, I hope you get absolutely spoiled tonight. Now, before we get started here, guys, please like, comment, share, subscribe, give five stars if you're on that podcast platform, share with someone who might want to hear this episode. It's a really great one, and I can't wait for you to listen. I'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. Lexi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. And it's actually, it's really funny because um, it, for people listening who know me personally, this is kind of a funny episode to film because I notoriously have the worst fashion of <laughs> all my friends. Um, I have been ridiculed for over a decade on what I wear. Um, but that's no. neither here nor there. Yeah, no, I'm it's loving, been... I'm loving your black t-shirt. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, this is actually the best style of clothing I have, uh, the black <laughs> t-shirt. Um, thank God you can't see the lower part because it's just m- m- shorts that don't match. Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, it, it, I'm very excited about this conversation. But uh, before we get too deep into anything, what kind of got you started on this path that you're on with like fashion and the blog and the podcast? Well, my mom always says that ever since I could crawl, I would make my way into her closet and I would find my way to her shoes and her purses and all these things. So I've kind of just always been in love with fashion. Um, And then in elementary school, um, I was less worried kind of about, you know, the the next day of school and more worried about what I was going to wear. So I would lay out my entire outfit the night before, literally head to toe in the order that I would put it on. So like the socks had to match, the jewelry had to match, the underwear had to match, even though no one was going to be seeing it, every detail Mm. counted. And that was my elementary school self. And then in middle school, I actually started my fashion blog because I, you know, loved fashion. This was a huge passion of mine. And I was just really excited to kind of inform people of the reasons why I love fashion and also like trends and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, now... I'm studying fashion at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in downtown LA. Um, In high school, I kind of moved over to more of like the Instagram platform and I've been an Instagram influencer for about four years now. Um, And I work with tons of fashion brands. And about two years ago, I really got into sustainable fashion. I think that being a member of Generation Z, it's really, you know, our responsibility to focus on our earth. And so many people, are unaware of the effect that fashion has on the earth. Um, It's a huge polluter. And since I love fashion so much, I thought that that would be a great way of informing people of like little little changes that they could make on their day to day uh, that will like gravely impact the earth. And yeah, so that's where I am currently, sustainable blogger in college. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It was when, when you started this blog and you started, um, like with your podcast, you start talking to like some of the top people in fashion. Was that nerve wracking to get into that? Um, incredibly, <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say I was the only seventh grader at the time who had a fashion blog. Mm-hmm. So that was like a huge thing for me. And that was very nerve wracking because I didn't really know how people were going to react to me starting my business in the seventh grade. And just like meeting new people and these huge fashion people that I've looked up to like my whole life and then being able to talk to them is just like insane, but definitely like it comes with the excitement and the nerves at the same time. But I think that's great. I think that, you know, being nervous 
kind of tells you that you're stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit and it's great to step out of your comfort zone in life because that's how you grow and learn and yeah yeah no I completely agree have you um because you're like you're only 17 like have you ever heard people in the industry go like oh what do you know like you're too young um well I feel like definitely it's in the social media like world that I kind of that we all kind of live in now but like that I really grew up with um it wasn't as rare to have younger people starting like in the business but I mean I've never told personal like been told personally that they're like what are you doing here yeah um but I'm sure people think it there. I mean, I, I am 17 years old. I know nothing compared to what I'm going to know in 10 years, but you know, I think it is great that, you know, younger people are kind of getting into the business now and it's really, you know, clothing lines and businesses and brands and stuff are really focusing on the younger generation and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's our future. We're going to be, we're going to be the presidents and the governors and the whatever someday. So like, I think it's great that we kind of are getting into it sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm completely on board with you. I, I mentioned that because, you know, in the field that I'm in, like in terms of mental health advocacy and doing all these things, I often get, well, you haven't even started life yet. So you don't know what those feelings are. And I'm like, bruh, like <laughs> if you took a step in my shoes, you would feel that they're valid. Like it's, yes. it, it's, it's weird because I, I agree with everything you're saying like this, like, like I'm a, I'm a little, I'm 23, but like still that's fairly young. And like the future okay. is ours to live in. Right. And you know, when I was talking to someone who was at a conference for mental health, like a global conference, and they were like, I looked around and everyone was an old white male talking about youth mental health in, in the world. And he's like, that like the most inaccurate representation. It's like, why, if we yeah. have the opportunity to have these younger people come in, why not? It's a great point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Especially because no one's going to know kind of like the things that you've been through, the things that you've felt or the things that you've experienced and like, why not be the one to like kind of talk about it and inform other people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, what a terrible thing to say to someone <laughs> like you're too young. Yeah. That, like that journey is doesn't count. It's like, what, what the hell? Imagine us being like, oh, well, you're too old. They'd be like, uh, Oh no, you'll get, you'll get shunned. They'll be like, how dare you show some respect? Yeah. Uh, my apologies to anyone listening who's over 23. Um, but, <laughs> but um, so I wanted to get into uh, your kind of journey with mental health. And I think where I want to, well, I mean, where does your, I'll, I'll start here. Where does your mental health journey kind of start? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> I definitely, as you know, like I said, growing up kind of in the social media world, there's a lot of like social media has such a huge impact on people's mental health. It is just like you're scrolling through Instagram and you're seeing all these people on social media who are the perfect little size too. And that's what you're comparing yourself to on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that so many more people are of seeing that because they're growing up in the social media world um that was also like i said earlier when i started something my business in the seventh grade um i had a lot of like criticism and people weren't always the nicest about it so definitely like body dysmorphia is something that a lot of high school girls and boys and everyone um experiences a lot and, and it's starting in earlier ages now too, which is so saddening because it's just like, oh, like you're literally in middle school and you're already worried about your body or like you're a freshman in high school and you're already worried about your body. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's not something that, that's not something that anyone should worry about at any age because, you know, your body is your body. You were born with that body and you should love that body. Um, but it is being seen in younger ages and it's just so heartbreaking. And then anxiety, just like when I, when I post something new or something, or when I'm like making my new podcast, that was a recent thing. And I, I don't always know how, um, I don't know. I just get very anxious about things like that. And it's really anxiety has um, been more of a present thing in my life in high school and definitely in college, because 
um, I moved across the country and now I'm in California and that was something that was like a huge shift for me and yeah I don't know I just think that mental health is like starting at a younger age because of this whole social media world that we're living in and it's just it's really heartbreaking yeah it, it's it's a tough thing to navigate um when when you when you traveled across the country was there anyone in LA for you or did you just kind of do it on your own um I do have second cousins that live here and I see them every once in a while um I used to that's actually how I kind of knew that I wanted to move to California because my only means of going to California before I moved here was coming to um bar and bat mitzvahs for my second cousins Mm -hmm. um which is always such a fun time and um but and so they're here and they're about like 30 minutes away from me but other than that it was it was just me wow and like how how do you navigate like because because like college for me or I guess it's called university up here but it was like you know I I had people an hour away and Mm -hmm. I still felt so alone like how do you navigate that loneliness um it's definitely hard I love like just calling my parents and like being like hi like I'm feeling really anxious like can you please talk me through this or um calling just someone I miss I think that you know the great thing about phones is that even if we're across the country it doesn't necessarily have to be like we're across the country Mm -hmm. um I've definitely it's definitely been a huge transition like I was definitely not expecting um like I was expecting to move to California and you know you like live the California life like I'm going to the beach every day and I'm getting tan and like my hair is getting more blonde and stuff like that and then you realize that it's like it's, it's college. So like you're, you're, you're doing school, you have like so many pressures coming at you. And I'm 17. I graduated high school early. So I wasn't even supposed to be in college this year. So Mm -hmm. it's just like a huge shock kind of like, um, college is this great thing. And I think that it's a huge learning curve, but like in college, you'll learn so much about yourself and everyone says that I know, but like truly you do. And I've been here for like a a year and I've learned so much about myself and so much about like handling myself and kind of this whole adulting thing but um you really do it like when you first get here it's kind of like a shock like I was saying and just being able to like call my parents or even like working out and going to the gym or like finding different releases of energy is such a great way of kind of like getting out those like like whenever I feel anxious and I just like go to the gym and run on the truck run on the treadmill like it, it I feel so much better um and it, it's different for everyone sometimes I find that cleaning helps me but sometimes other people find that watching tv helps them or whatever and just like finding those little things on a day-to-day basis that kind of just make you feel good or make you feel less anxious or make you feel less alone um are like have the biggest impact you know it's always the tiniest things that have the biggest impact yeah no a hundred percent I I wish um I wish people told you that before you went off to college or university is like, Hey, by the way, man, you're going to feel lonely. And there's going to be a lot of like, you know, life shocks. Like you're going to be like, Oh wait, no one's chasing after me. Oh wait, I have to make my own meals. I have to do all these things by myself. They, they don't tell you that in high school. Like, I don't know about the States. I don't know what you experienced, but in our high schools, they didn't prep us for anything. They were just like, Hey man, good luck. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I, I like, just like, it's so crazy. Cause like you literally are not, you think that college is going to be this great thing. Cause you're finally away from like your family and like you're living on your own and it is this great thing. Don't get me wrong, but like you're on your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's the first time in your life where you're on your own and like, well, at least it was for me. Um, and so like, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to like have roommates and like we're gonna like just like be with each other all the time it's gonna be so much fun and like I'm like whatever like all these things like you think it's gonna be this great time and again it is everyone's experience is different um but it's also like I wasn't prepared like that oh like I like you said the meal thing I was like wait I have to make my meals every <laughs> there are three meals in the day and I have to make them every single day like like that was like a huge like I was like wait what and it's just like it's just a huge shock you said a huge shock I was like yeah a huge shock it was 
it was a lot like what I expected it to be. And then at the same time, it was completely different from what I expected it to be. Yeah, exactly. If they just gave people a little more preparation, I feel like there'd be a lot less like, you know, at my university, my first year, we had like the worst depression rate or depression rate, the worst depression rate and suicide rate in all of Canada in my first year, because you just, there's no preparation and people are just, you know, failing exams and stuff. uh, And they just don't know how to navigate that. So just a little bit of teaching. Um, but also on a lighter note, like my cooking was horrible, you know, like, like I was cooking the worst stuff. <laughs> my parents, my parents were like, tell us what you learned, like at university. And I'd cook them like craft dinner and it was wrong. And they're like, what the, how are you alive? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, seriously. You live on that like microwavable mac and cheese and ramen. Yes. Yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Um, so going back to uh, kind of like the social media impact, because, you know, Gen Z, I don't know what the cutoff for Gen Z is. I've been told I'm Gen Z, but I don't know if I am. Um, but basically, the th- <laughs> yeah, what, what is the year that cuts off? Because I'm 98. I don't know. I know that there's a new generation, though. Like there's there's like alpha something or so- there's another one after Gen Z now. But I didn't know that until like last week. There's already another one? Apparently. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I looked it up and it was right. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. It's too much to keep up with. But anyway, um, so the thing like with your generation, there's a beauty to the fact that you guys have grown up with social media in the sense that now you guys can, like, it's not hard for you to adapt to the new social, like working on social media or working through Zoom now with the pandemic or doing all these things but also on the other side of it there's like a like you mentioned uh it it takes a toll on your mental health so how like because you you said you experienced body dysmorphia and these things through social media by comparing yourself and I've experienced the same thing I mentioned off camera where like I see a guy with a 12 pack and I'm like oh what the fuck like I want that and like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like well my one pack looks horrible now Um, like how do you navigate through that, like body dysmorphia, anxiety, things like that, that may come up? Well, the thing with social media is it's like a huge balancing act because it has its pros, you know, it's opened up so many new jobs. I have my job through social media, which is great. But then, like you said, there's the comparing yourself, there's anxiety and so much more pros and cons that come with all of that. Um, And recently, I really enjoy how we've been seeing a lot of influencers and like TikTokers and people like more in the spotlight who actually focus on the not being fake aspect. They show that kind of like, oh, like this is what I looked before I ate. And then this is what I look after because bloating is normal and everyone experiences it. Or like when you sit down and you have rolls, that's Mm. normal because everyone experiences that. You could literally be the fittest human being in the world and still sit down and lean over and have roles. Um, So I think that's what's been really great. And my body dysmorphia, wow, really butchered that word there. Can you learn how to to speak, please? (laughs) I'll really try my best. You know, I've been (laughs) learning for 17 It's not going great. Um, But my body dysmorphia journey again, butchering words, um, has definitely, like, when I've seen those, um, so those social media influencers kind of, like, opening up about how, you know, they aren't a perfect human being, that has helped me so much, and, like, people don't realize how much, like, doing the littlest, like, less fake things, like, really are helpful, and so just me, myself, sharing on my social media, like, hey, I'm at the gym, but, like, this is me posed in a picture where I look like I have abs and like I'm sticking out my butt and like I look like I'm the most fit human being ever. But also here's what it looks like when I'm completely not posing. And um, that has like just opening up like myself to my following about how like that's a realistic thing and that how like nobody's body is perfect um, and like everyone's different has really definitely helped me and then also just having that in the back of my mind when I'm scrolling through social media and being like oh like 
that's how her body is. That's not necessarily how my body is. Um, and you know, you're, you were born with the body you have and it's a beautiful body, no matter how it looks. And just kind of always remembering that when you see something and also when you start comparing yourself to anyone on social media, get off of social media. Mm. The second you start thinking like, oh, like I really wish I had her eyebrows or I really wish that like my skin looked like that, get off the app. There's like no point in staying on the app if the next five hours of your life, you're just gonna be scrolling through it and comparing yourself. Just get off, do something else and you'll feel so much better because you're like not sitting there for hours comparing yourself. You know, what's crazy is that sometimes you don't even know you're down that rabbit hole and then you get off and you're like, why do I feel so shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unhealthy. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. I mean, definitely there's times where I'll be going through it and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't even realize that I was like, holy crap, she's so skinny in my head. And then I'll keep scrolling through and keep scrolling through. But I guess maybe like learning to like notice the second you say something like that in your head and then being like, oh, I just said that. Like, let me get off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That conscious, like, oh, I've had that thought. That's it. That's, that's very important. I, I love, I love what you're doing with the platform because I, you know, for guys, especially like, you, you, you get body dysmorphia for both but when I mention like I don't like the way my body looks all my guy friends are like what are you a pussy it's like well I mean no I don't think so but like but, but it's like you know when when you mention like um how people post like hey when you sit down you get the rolls or uh you know uh you get bloating when you eat I love that they're doing that now because when I was growing up, I had all of that, all that jazz, the bloating. And, you know, I sit down and I get the rolls here. And I used to think like, oh my God, like I'm, I must be way fatter than everyone. Cause I didn't know anyone else had, had, had it going on. Yeah, that was definitely, well, first of all, guys that have body dysmorphia too, that is such like a stigma that like only girls have it. And that's like so infuriating because literally everyone can have, body dysmorphia or anxiety or anything um and it's not like okay to be like oh well what are you like like that's like absurd to me because guys can have body dysmorphia too Mm -hmm. um so next time tell your friends to shut the fuck up Um, (laughs) (laughs) tell them just literally be like dude like I'm not, I'm in touch with like how I feel about my body. And so like, you're one step ahead already, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, luckily realizing that. Yeah. Luckily those guys aren't my friends anymore. Um, oh, see, for, you don't need I don't, them. I don't know why they're not my friends anymore. Uh, they were so nice to me, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they were so nice. Mm. <laughs> but I, I hope they're listening. <laughs> I hope they're listening. Hey, Lexi told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> in a nice way, in a nice way. Yes, with all the love um, in the world. Yes, with all the love. But um, yeah, guys can have body dysmorphia too. And that was also definitely something that I realized was when I had the most like body dysmorphia, I was the most insecure about my body was when social media was at this point where like everyone was kind of like, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like fake, but they just weren't showing those parts of their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm a social media influencer and I, it's not like I want to show every ounce of my life. Obviously I like to keep some things private, um, especially being 17. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> but um, it, I do think it is important to show those aspects because like I said, just being able to show it to other people has made me feel better about myself. Um, and, and I've, gotten so many dms from people being like thank you so much for showing it showing this because it's like you made me feel better so it's just recently i really feel like this whole like let's not be fake on social media thing has really been happening but growing up in that like time where like it was all hiding parts of the truth was definitely like really hard so i'm glad that people who are um i guess getting onto social media now at like like younger age ages are getting on at this point i just hope that it keeps growing to like involving to so that social media is just like super open place where we can not 
be scrolling through it and comparing ourselves the whole time. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm hopeful. I think, I think a lot of people like you and I are like you and I in the sense that, you know, all that fake stuff is kind of tiresome. And I think everyone's exhausted about it. Like, I mean, if, look, if, if you're looking good one day and you post that, go for it. Seriously, feel yourself. Who cares? Like, you're killing it. So you should, but it's, it's more about like, I don't even know how to say it, but like when people are on there, we got to find a way to tell kids like, Hey, just because they look really good in this picture doesn't mean you look like garbage. Yeah. It's, it's almost inevitable that you're going to compare yourself at some point. Like that's just, it's almost like human nature, but you got to find a way to not let it consume you. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, of course, I mean, if you look at my social media page, it's literally just pictures of me when I feel good. Like, that's what social media is, though. I feel like having that yeah. thought in the back of your mind is like, and it's not that, yeah, again, it's not that people are like purposefully being fake or like Mm-mm. purposefully um, like not telling those pieces of their life, but like, like when I look good and I want to take a picture and my friends and I are taking photos, like, obviously I'm going to go post that. Um, I also just like to share, like, I think the first time I shared a post where I felt disgusting, I was having what's called period bloat. Um, and so I literally was so bloated and I felt disgusting. And I was just like, literally going to cry over how like bad I felt. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not the only person who's feeling this way. Let me share it. And then so many people swiped up and they were like girl me too like I literally am feeling the same way right now (laughs) that just made me feel better like having other people be like yeah same girl like oh my god like we can relate in the fact that we're both having period bloat like cool um (laughs) but like it does it does really like I don't know like uh, having that thought in the back of your mind when you're scrolling through and being like she posted that because she felt good and like you said that doesn't mean just because she felt good when she posted that like I look terrible Mm. like you said yeah no exactly and I I think it's beautiful that like you know you can connect with that's the beauty of social media you can connect with these random people over little things like that yeah like I or you don't even have to message them it's like I've, I've been on TikTok before and some guy was like have you ever done this and I was like holy crap like I thought it was just me. And then you see like a hundred thousand comments and everyone's like, oh my, we had the same childhood. And I was like, literally, what? (laughs) Literally. No. Yeah. I think that that's one, definitely one of the pros of social media is that you're able to kind of connect with people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I hope that, you know, you, they start to emphasize that aspect more than whatever else you like. I mean, there's negatives to everything, but once once you regulate it it shouldn't be too bad yeah so as um you know as an influencer when you post you get you know all these likes that i'm like oh darn it no i'm kidding but uh <laughs> you know you get all these likes and these comments and uh messages and swipe ups and all of these things how um like let's say someone is listening and they're kind of in your position except like just starting or they're getting a bunch of like unwanted messages or hateful messages or you know envious message whatever it is like how how would you what kind of advice would you give them so that they can navigate that without letting their world crumble um that that person who's sending you anything mean and hateful is hiding behind their screen because trust me i have had a plethora of different hate messages and people just commenting mean things Um, and I mean, like when you see it, literally like your heart drops, like I have literally been like, uh, and -hmm. like, just not known how to react. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's think of like a few things here. Are they, do they really not like me? Or is there something like about me that's making them jealous? And so they're just lashing out on me. And that's like nine out of 10 times, they're literally just jealous. And I know like growing up, my mom would always just be like, they're just jealous. They're just jealous. And I'm like, okay, like I got it. Like they're just jealous, (laughs) but like they are like, or there's something that like, it's really not about you. Like Mm. I will post like an outfit and I'll be like, oh my God, like I thrifted this shirt. Like I'm so 
happy about it and someone will be like oh like that shirt's ugly and I'm like <laughs> oh, okay but like is that about me or is it about the like them not liking my shirt it has nothing to do with me and they just like commented that so like again it's really like I feel like when you go through social media you have to like like have a certain mindset when you're scrolling through it and like be thinking of these things. So like when you see that hate message or whatever, just be like, oh, well, like they're just jealous or like, it's not about me. Like maybe something went on in that person's day and they're just in a bad mood and they're just taking it out on you. And so that tends to happen. Like influencers are in the spotlight and someone is just having a bad day and since they see you in the spotlight like maybe having a good day they're mad about that and then they take it out on you so just again having that kind of thought in the back of your head that it's like it's really not about you so just don't let it get to you um if it becomes i mean like when i see those things i just hit block like you don't need that in your life that's the thing and um i know so many influencers that also handle it very differently for me and they'll like respond to it in a sarcastic way and that's also really funny like I mm. like my friend Gabby Diaghi she always responds to her hate comments and I find it funny and she's just like why am I supposed to sit here and kind of take that like and she handles it in a super mature way like obviously just like like being rude back to the person isn't going to help anything but be, like she will um, like duet a comment or like respond to a comment on TikTok or something. And she'll just be like, why am I supposed to sit back and like, let you say that to me? Like, I, I like am aware that you're just hiding behind a screen and I am aware that like, it has nothing to do with me. And so I think there's definitely different ways of handling it. But for me, I just like, I just don't want to see it. And like, I just don't want to deal with it because it's like, I know it's not about me. So just like, hit block like I don't need that in my life um and that's also something that takes a really long time to learn kind of like how to not let it affect you I feel like everything on social media or just in life takes time to learn basically um which is life but um yeah like it definitely takes a while to learn like how not to let it affect you but you know if you kind of just always have that mindset when you see it eventually like it will not affect you it kind of like like if you fake like fake it till you make it so like at first if you like just like okay it doesn't bother me and kind of say that in your head eventually it literally will not bother you so yep. always having that mindset yeah def definitely it's like a little mantra that you tell yourself every day yeah, basically. Yeah. Some some of those hateful comments, like the one you just said, like, you know, you get the really nasty ones, like the really bad ones. And you go, how, like, what goes through a person's mind when they type that, read it and go, yeah, that's a good thing to say. And then yeah, they post right. it. But like when someone just goes like that shirt's ugly, it's like, what? <laughs> Like what's going, what's going on in your day, man? Like, do you need to, do you need to talk? <laughs> yeah, literally. I'll be like, do you need to talk, dude? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I like my shirt. Like, I get you don't like it, but like, is it, are you okay? Like, is everything good? Or are you just, just having a bad day and needed to lash out a little? But no, there also can be some super, super, super bad ones that I've also experienced. I was just saying the shirt one because it's more lighthearted. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but for, again, those just, it's not about you, block. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, well, that's the, that's the problem, right? Is like, you know, everyone who's, everyone who has a hateful comment or just something negative just to say, they're mostly just projecting. Mm -hmm. And the problem with commenting or, you know, sending messages or whatever it is, putting a dislike on a video. I've gotten that before. I'm like, you actually took time out of your day to put a dislike or like, just a just say like, Hey, this sucks. It's like, I mean, you can feel that way. You don't gotta say it, yeah, but anyway, like you don't have to. It, it goes to the algorithm. Like, just don't, just don't dislike it then. Like, yeah, just don't like, do you anything. Don't, you don't have to say it. Like, like send yeah, me a message. I, my mother has always raised me to be like, if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Um, mm -hmm. And just like I don't know, I've always wanted to be in like I've always just like wanted to be a nice human being. Like I want when people thought of me, like I wanted to like them to think of me as like nice and I just want to be like nice like I don't want to ever hurt someone's feelings like I feel like that's just like it's so sad that like I hurt I caused pain to someone else so I just I just don't understand like what goes through people's minds 
Yeah, no, it's, I think the problem, I think, I think most people are genuinely in person, nice people. I think the problem is, you know, like I, like we both mentioned, they're projecting, but also when you're commenting or you're DMing or anything, there's no, you're not humanizing the situation. Like it's, it's hard to, when you're looking at a phone, like if you see, let's say you make a post and I've been having the worst day ever. Like my girlfriend left me or whatever. I don't know. That's the only example I can think of right now, but let's Mm -hmm. just say I'm really angry at the world and I want to comment something stupid. Like that shirt is ugly. I don't know, whatever. You don't take into account how that person reading it's going to react because you don't see it. It's like almost when you see, you know, in the, in the news, like, Hey, this thing happened and there were this many casualties. It's very hard as, I mean, as unfortunate as this sounds, it's very hard to humanize the situation when it's just a number or it's just okay. something you read. Like it's, it, that's unfortunately the case. It's, I just wish people who are commenting these things or wanting to comment these things, just humanize the situation a little bit. Yeah. That's something that I've also seen a lot of like influencers talk about is that like, just so you're aware, not you, but like I'm talking to <laughs> the people that are commenting. Am I getting things. called out? No, 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 not you. I said, just so you're aware. And then I was like, wait, yeah, not yeah. you, not you. <laughs> um, but like, just so the people who are commenting mean things are aware, like the person you're commenting, yes, you're on a phone. And yes, like it, you're commenting on a video or you're just liking a video or you're um, commenting on an Instagram post or whatever you're doing, like, there is still a person behind that screen. There is a person who posted that thing. And so how would kind of you feel if you were to be, if someone were to comment that on yours or someone were to just like yours, like what if that happened to you? Like, how would you feel about it? And just like, you know, when you learn in elementary school, kind of treat people the way that you would like to be treated. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. And you mentioned it before. Your mom taught you when you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. My parents did the same thing. And I feel like a lot of parents did. So mm-hmm. where did that, those elementary school teachings, where did that get lost? <laughs> life, I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess life happened and mean bad things happened and people became mean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, if you're I listening, you're, if you're listening and you're mean, stop it. What are you doing? Stop <laughs> it right now. We can have a talk. We'll sit down. That's the thing. I will talk to you. We'll fix things. Like, I'd be so happy to talk to you if you're having a bad day. Just let me know. DM me. I'll be like, hey, what's going on? Like, we can help you. Let's make your day better. Seriously, just a little more communication. Like, I'm willing to listen. You don't have to comment. I suck. But you can DM me and say you're having a bad day and I'll listen to you. Well, that's actually happened before too. Is like if someone that I like I know or something would comment something mean, I'd like text them and be like, "Hey, like I didn't appreciate that, but I understand that it might have not been completely directed at me and more just you were mad and in the heat of the moment." Um, like, can we talk about it? And I've literally fixed so many issues by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just goes back to that theme, like little things, that Mm -hmm. little message probably took you what five seconds to text or type out. It just, it just changed that person's outlook on the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The little things in life. I always say that. I love the little things in life. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So great. Um, So kind of moving forward a little bit here, but um, you know, I hope people listening are taking into like, are taking these things into consideration because you know, for, for the younger, like, you know, younger than you, that new generation we just talked about, they're going <laughs> to grow up. And I hope that, you know, cause there's been conversations like this one before, and I hope that they just use it as resources because when I, when I got on social media, there was nothing. And I was like, I didn't know how to navigate it. I didn't know how to navigate those hateful comments. And could you imagine being in elementary school right now with TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, oh God, like, no. like, like I had call of duty, uh, like lobby <laughs> chats, which were pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it's different because after the game, they're gone. Like, and I got, I've got bullied a lot as a kid, but I didn't have social media when I was a kid, like grade, grade four, grade five. I didn't have social media. So that stayed at school. It, like yeah. now these kids, you get bullied at school, you go home, you open your phone, it's everywhere. Literally. I, it was like, it's like a different kind of, like, it's like cyber bullying. Cause like, in elementary school, like I was bullied 
but like like you said that kind of just stayed at school and then in middle school when I got on social media it became this whole different kind of like even when you go home like you could experience it all the time basically so yeah it's, it's tough it's yeah tough. well we like for me we still had cyberbullying, but it was like Facebook someone would just post on your wall saying like the letter U the letter R and dumb but d-u-m and that was about as hard as it got and we were like oh like now it's just it's a whole different animal it's crazy yeah i don't know how facebook works but it was (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea but instagram bullying and snapchat bullying and all those things it's crazy it's a whole different kind of bullying and it's hard to definitely grow up in that. And I literally, you said like growing up in elementary school with that. I mean, like I got Instagram in like middle school, but like growing up, even like even thinking of elementary school, like that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we mentioned before, I hope things can, you know, regulate themselves out. Also that Facebook comment just aged me about a hundred years. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, thanks. no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all my friends know how to use Facebook. I just never really learned. Okay. You're, you're, all right. you're young. You're young. Yeah. I feel a little better. I don't feel like my body disagrees <laughs> with you, but my head, I'm young. I think so. <laughs> you are, you yeah. are young. You're, okay. What? You said 23? 23. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I feel 48. <laughs> <laughs> my no. back is, my back is 80. <laughs> but <laughs> no no I just never learned how to I, all my friends know how to don't even worry all right I feel a little better um <laughs> so, so moving moving forward a little bit um in fashion one one of the topics that I wanted to get to and that you've kind of mentioned uh, as I was reading up about you is fashion therapy so mm-hmm. for the for the listeners like what exactly is fashion therapy yes my favorite topic okay Ooh. so Fashion. I love fashion. And so many people think of fashion as just the clothing that you put on your body. And yes, that is what fashion is, but it's also psychology. There is so much more to fashion than just the clothes that you put on your body. So what I like to really, I mean, if you go on my Instagram, it's super colorful. And that's kind of what really what I like. My style is colorful. I wouldn't say that I have one particular style other than that it's colorful. And that is because when I am feeling like absolute crap and I wake up and I just don't want to get out of bed or I am going to school and I don't want to go to school and I wear sweatpants and I wear a black sweatshirt and a black pair of sweatpants, I'm my whole rest of the day is going to feel like I don't want to go to school or like I'm upset or like I'm having a bad day. But when I first wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like that, and I actually put on an outfit that I usually wear when I'm in a good mood, I'll find that my day actually gets better because I enjoy my outfit or my outfit is colorful and those colors make me happy. And so there is a lot more to fashion. I've, it's That's basically what the whole thing is, is that um, when you're in a bad mood, basically wearing an outfit that you would wear in a good mood can actually improve your mood. And it that's, yeah, like that's, it's something that, you know, you listen, you hear and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, but no one really implements it. Like I've, I've done the same thing. You know, you, you have a terrible day and I wear gray on gray and mm-hmm. a toque. Like that's, well, I mean, that's my outfit all the time, but I'm just trying to <laughs> pretend my fashion isn't horrible. Um, but is there, is there like science or has there been any research done in fashion therapy? Um, yeah, I have a whole blog post about like fashion psychology as a whole. If anyone, any of the listeners want to check that out, that's www.electified.com. But <laughs> quick little self promo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's tons of things that say basically that, I mean, color, there's like color theory, you know, colors can de- represent different um, feelings and emotions and people. I mean, tons and tons of TV shows use color theory to literally like represent different people. If you watch Euphoria, Euphoria uses color theory. Um, and those like colors each, each represent a different emotion. So there are literally like certain colors that you can wear that will make you feel like happier. So like when I feel like crap, I mean, even though like 
sometimes I still just want to be comfy. So like, I'll still wear like a sweatshirt and sweatpants, but like, I'll wear like a bright orange sweatshirt. And then I literally have a bright orange sweatshirt. That's why I said that one. Um, because whenever I feel like crap, I literally will like, I'll get out of my pajamas or my black sweats and I'll literally just put on that orange sweatshirt. And since it's such a bright color, like it just makes me feel happy or the color yellow. I love the color yellow. It literally represents happiness. Um, but there are literal, like on that blog post that I mentioned, there are so many colors and technically black and brown are colors that, I mean, like all colors represent feelings, like different feelings, but black and brown are colors that you could actually wear to improve your mood. Um, it just kind of depends how you wear them. Because if I'm wearing, like I said, my black sweatshirt and my black sweatpants, I'm going to feel like crap all day, but maybe if I wear some black leather pants or something like that, like it's, it's, um, I'll feel better. So it kind of depends, but yes, color theory, there are different colors that represent different emotions and stuff like that. And so just basically wearing a bright color or a color that you enjoy, um, could make your, could improve your mood. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And like you just mentioned, you have to take tech, like what's it called? Fabric into account, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. How um, was it hard for you to find the types of colors and clothing that made you the happiest? Or was it kind of just like, well, that, it's that? Um, well, I just kind of think that all because that's like I said, I described my style as colorful. So mm -hmm. I just love colors. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I have one like favorite color because like, like when I wear red, I'm feeling super powerful or because red's a powerful color and you right. associate red sometimes with powerful. You also associate it with other things, but red is commonly associated with um, powerful. And when I wear yellow, I'm feeling happy. And when I'm feeling, so it, it kind of depends. I mean, there are times where like I'll wear purple and I'll feel happy. It, I mean, it's just like that colorful aspect where it's like, I can look down and like, I don't know. I don't, I always said that like, this is literally like a fashion saying, but like when you, don't like your outfit you're not in a good mood and when you do like your outfit you're immediately in a better mood i definitely think that that relates well to me um and to fashion psychology because just like when i love my outfit or i love the colors i'm wearing i'm really like i'm feeling myself i feel good about myself i can walk down the street and like people are like oh my god her outfits are the outfit is so cute and that makes me feel good too and so for me it's just kind of like colors make me feel good and liking my outfit makes me feel good but i mean if you do have a favorite color, maybe wearing your favorite color will make you feel better and stuff like that. Yeah, no, there's definitely something to be said. Like for when I was at university, when I was on the swim team, we did something before each season started. Uh, and it was like a, a, a formal night kind of, but basically we got dressed up in super fancy clothes and took pictures and went for dinner. And like the mood between the day before that day and the day after you noticed it like everyone was smiling and laughing and, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, I feel good. Like the energy was different. And like, even, you know, I'll, I'll wear something super nice. My friend Tay, he'll pick out an outfit for me. Cause he actually has fashion sense and I don't, but I'll like, I'll wear it. And I'm like, I feel like a new dude. Like I, I feel like I'm floating a little, it, there's mm -hmm. something to that whole wearing good clothing or wearing a good outfit. Yeah, I also say that, you know, fashion is more than just the clothes that we put on our body. It can also be um, how our nails are done or how we, mm. what jewelry we wear or what shoes we're wearing or our makeup or our hair or whatever. And so there will also be days where maybe I'm not going anywhere. So I don't get ready and I don't change out of my pajamas and I wear them for the same four days. And so... <laughs> I, <laughs> and so like, I sometimes after I notice that like, I haven't gone anywhere in four days, I'll literally like just do my hair and put it up in a bun or curl it or wear makeup or whatever kind of like makes you feel the best. That's just kind of what makes me feel good sometimes is doing my hair and just like looking like I'm about to go out or something like that. And that improves my day too, because it's just like, you know, I did something that like made me feel better and whether it was putting on makeup or wearing a cute outfit or stuff like that. And it's just, again, the little things in life, you know, changing your outfit and wearing something that makes you feel good can really improve your mood. Yeah. Well, you're, you're breaking the cycle that way. It's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard when you're, you know, inside for four days straight. Like I've done that. I've worn the same pair of, I have same t-shirt, same pair of shorts for like a week. And I was like, why do I feel blech? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't even brushed my hair 
or like shaved yeah. my beard, I feel like a caveman. Like it's yeah. just breaking that, <laughs> breaking that cycle is really important, especially, you know, people have been in a cycle for a year and a half now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like, really, it's, yeah, I guess that's really good advice for people is break the cycle, paint your nails. Who mm-hmm. cares? Like if you're just going to be home, why not? Yeah, that was definitely, is definitely something that I did to just kind of like do something when in quarantine, because like every single day I kind of was blending together and um, I would do the same thing every day and I would like, and like watch Netflix and make breakfast and then watch Netflix and then make lunch and then watch Netflix and it would go on. <laughs> and so what I, after like a week of doing that, I was like, I cannot keep, I have watched all of Netflix. Every show on that app has been seen by me. So I was like, <laughs> oh, like, let me start <laughs> picking out outfits. And I actually made that a thing on my TikTok was like quarantine outfit of the day. And then I would literally just like pick out an outfit and immediately feel better. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my God. That Netflix cycle, you just triggered a memory of recent memory because <laughs> no. I'm still in it. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So but, but Netflix is, that's a tough one to crack. Seriously. When you have nothing else yeah. to do, you can binge everything. You're like, Oh, I'm going to watch everything on this app. Just everything. Endless yeah. amount of shows. I'll just keep watching them. <laughs> Even if I don't like them, I'm finishing it. No. That's, yeah. I'm freaking finishing it. So um, we're, at, we're near the end of the episode. Um, before I let you go and everything, where, first of all, where can viewers find you? Um, yeah, so my YouTube and my TikTok and my Instagram are all at Lexi Silverstein, just my name. That's L-E-X-Y, silver like the color, S-T-E-I-N. My podcast is Electrify, the place for fashion podcasts. That's um, a mixture of Lexi and Electrify. So E-L-E-X-Y-F-Y and then the Place for Fashion podcast. And yeah, my blog is www.elexify.com, E-L-E-X-Y-F-Y. Perfect. And to send us off, if someone is listening, um, I'll put all those links down below, by the way. But if someone is listening and they're kind of a young person trying to get into the fashion industry or they feel like you know, their growth is kind of stunted because they're comparing themselves and they're saying, oh, I'm not where I want to be or where these other people are. What kind of advice would you give them in order to move forward in their potential career? Yeah, um, to start in the fashion industry or to start as an influencer, um, I mean, kind of just the advice I give people is kind of just, I don't know, start acting like you're an influencer, post on Instagram every single day and use hashtags and post on your story and reach out to people and reach out to me. I would be so, so happy to give you any advice that I can possibly give, whether it's on fashion or being an influencer or mental health. Um, and just kind of start doing it and you'll, it will take off. I promise you, you know, hard work takes off. I, we all have 24 hours in our day and just do what you can with those 24 hours. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah and we're done Lexi thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciate it of course thank you so much for having me I had so much fun and to all my viewers I will see you guys next time